0: John, the third epistle from the theme, is there sincere hospitality in the church? Is there sincere hospitality in the church? Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for this day and for this hour. We bless your holy and righteous name. We just ask you now to come forth and minister through us and to us that we may apply the principles of your word. To our lives, go out and live by that others may see Christ in us and come unto thee. We ask you to bless this message this morning. Bring back to our hearts and minds the things that we've already studied. That you may be glorified and receive all honor and glory today. We thank you. We ask it now and we pray. In Christ Jesus, I will say this name. Let all God's people say, Amen. Amen. We find that John the Revelator, the Apostle, writes, this particular letter in the third epistle of john we find the elder beginning with verse one to the lady and her children to whom i love in the truth and not oh well i'm looking at let's go to, let's go to number three. the third, the third epistle the, the elder unto the well-beloved gaius whom i love in the truth beloved I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came to me and testified of the truth that is in you. Even as you walk in truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, do faithfully whatsoever you do to the brethren, to strangers which have grown witness of your love before the called out assembly, whom if you bring forward on their journey that which is pleasing and worthy of God, you shall do well, because that your God, that for God's namesake, they went forth, taking nothing for other nations. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth i wrote unto the called out assembly but daiorphrees who love to have the preeminence among them received us not wherefore if i come i will remember his deeds which he does prating against us with malleous words and not content wherewith neither does he himself receive the brethren and forbids them that would, and cast them out of the assembly." We find in this particular text, John writes this letter to an individual by the name of Gaius. No doubt Gaius was one of the ones who came forth when John was on his earthly ministry going from place to place, Gaius was one of the ones, no doubt, who took him in and made reservations for him, feeding him, and giving him shelter while he traveled along his journey. The word tells us and shares with us this morning that the elder that he's talking about is John the Apostle. And John writes this letter because of how the brethren ministers, preachers, and pastors that travel should be treated by those in the body of christ we see that's not always the case as we look further down in this particular scripture the bible tells us that hospitality is to be friendly and to be generous it is to 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 be one who receives with reception those that are visiting one who entertains and takes care of the people of god the guests the visitors and even also strangers that may come into your dwelling while they're traveling for ministry's sake. Matthew tells us in the 25th chapter and the 35th and 36th verse, For I was and hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. So the word tells us that, Christ himself shares with those individuals that he had separated sheep from the goat. And he told the sheep these words. When I was hungry, you fed me. Thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was naked, you put clothes on me. So he talks about being hospitable by those sheep that he was just about to let go into the glories of God in Matthew Uh, the 25th chapter verses 35 if you read all of that chapter you'll see the rest of this story but I just took a content uh, just a little bit out of that to share with you but in this story John speaks to Gaius whom he knows whom he loves in the truth and he says beloved I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers John tells him that I want you to prosper in health. It is a prerequisite there, even as your soul prospers. So what is he saying? I hope you're doing well and and things are going well with you. And I want this to continue through your physical man as you grow in your spiritual man. That's why the word of God is so important to each and every one of us, because when we look at the word of God and apply the principles of God's word, the scripture bears us out and tells us that we should be growing spiritually. There's no way that you can receive the word of God and hear the word of God and apply it to your lives. And it doesn't make a difference. Every time you hear the word of God, it will peel something that's ungodly off of you. It will encourage and strengthen you. The writer tells us, he goes on and says, for I rejoice greatly. When the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. So no doubt some had already come to John about the behavior and the good deed that Gaius was doing. The things that he had been sharing and the things that he'd been doing in ministry. He was a member of a church, but it was not known which particular church he was. But the people in the church had nothing but good things to say about him. Is that the case for the church today? Can you go to the house of God and find the peace, brotherly love and unity and hospitality where people come in and feel welcome and feel comfortable in God's house? Or do we go into the church and somebody's got their nose snarled up at somebody and somebody's spiteful and envious and all these evil spirits is taking over the body of Christ and people are afraid to even come to church. That's right. The word of God says, let there be peace and unity, love, generosity. And hospitality in God's house. The word of God tells us and shares with us the importance of love in the church. Look at verse number five. He says, beloved, do faithfully whatsoever you do to the brother. Yes. Do it faithfully. Don't start and then stop. When you take on an assignment, complete it. If you decide to assist somebody that's traveling, that's in town. Complete that task. Don't say, well, I'll let you stay tonight. Tomorrow you got to find somewhere else to go. <laughs> but let them come, resign, and meet all of their needs while they're there. I remember a couple of years ago, my mother uh, had to have back surgery. And we were discussing before her surgery where she was going to be staying. she didn't know that, but we were discussing where she would be staying whenever her, when she had a surgery. Because... We didn't feel comfortable with her at her house because of so many things that was obstacles that was difficult for her to get around and to do as she would need to do in her home. So we had discussed it and behold, she had no idea that when she came out of the hospital that she would be going to stay with my brother who had at that time 3,500 square feet. Everything on one level. All she had to do was step up two steps to go into the house. And so she stayed there for over five months doing her recovery. But that's what God is saying. He made sure she had every meal, whatever she wanted. He went out and purchased it and, and prepared it. And what, that's how God wants us to be <clears throat> as believers, to take care of his people. <clears throat> take care of those that are sick, those that are despondent and bereaved, those that have need. He said, take care of them. And that was an instance where she did not want for anything. Matter of fact, he almost had to run her back home. (laughs) She became so comfortable in the environment. But the reality is, that's how people should feel when you welcome them in your home. They should feel like they're in God's kingdom. That they are royalty. They don't have to lift a finger to do anything. But just enjoy the comfort. And the provisions that God has made for them through you, a child of God. Yes. That's what John was talking about in this particular scripture. The Word of God tells us and shares with us that 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 in First Corinthians sixteen six and seven, and it may be that I will abide, yea, in the winter with you, that ye. May bring me on the journey whithersoever I go. Paul's talking here to the church at Corinth. He's on his missionary journey. And he says, As I'm traveling, there are things that will be needed. So I will be coming past that direction. And when I'm coming through, I will probably be staying with some of you. I will probably be spending some time with you. Verse 7 says, For I will not see you now by the way, but trust to carry a while with you if the Lord permit. He says I'm coming through and then when I come through I may have to stay with you for a while being that the Lord permit me to stop and spend time in that area. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18 says this charge I commit unto thee son Timothy according unto the prophecies which went before on thee that thou by them Midas war a good war or fight a good fight he says you have these things that you need but but apply them to your life and apply them for the purpose of protection and being watched over by the power and the presence of God that is in you we find in verse number six of the uh, third epistle of John which brown witness and he's talking to the beloved there uh, and then he says Of your love before the called out assembly or the church, whom if you bring forward of their journey, that which is pleasing and worthy to God, you shall do well. He said, do what is good. Do what is righteous by the people of God. Treat them with respect. I know sometimes people make you want to knock them down and say some things and get them straight, but we have to be hospitable. We still have to show hospitality when they come into God's house. We still have to let people feel welcome so they'll feel free to come again. Nobody wants to go someplace and they leave aggravated. That was the worst experience I ever had in my life. I'm never going back. But instead, you want them to say, I really enjoyed my visit. I'm going to come back again and again and again and again and again. As long as the word of God is coming forth and the people of God is treating me like somebody, I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep enjoying the environment and the experience of the Holy Spirit working through those people. Because it is God in you that does the work for the people that he brings into the place of worship. Verse 7 tells us in this chapter, um, he says, Because that for God's namesake they went forth, taking nothing of other nations, that means pagans, Pagan nations, ungodly people, unrighteous people. He said, we therefore ought to receive such, the ministers, that might be fellow helpers to the truth. I wrote unto the called out assembly. Now he gets into something else. He talks about how well Gaius was doing and the things that Gaius was doing. Then he jumps on this creature of habit (laughs) by the name of Diophries. He says, this man... Look at verse nine. I wrote unto the called-out assembly, but Diotrephes, who love to have the preeminence among them, receives us not. Now here's a man that's the leader of a different church, but when the people of God came into the church, he didn't want to accept them. He didn't want to acknowledge them. We got that going on right here in Winston Salem, North Carolina. You walk into the church and the pastors don't seem like they're going to take the pulpit and hold on to it. Nobody can get near it. Nobody can get close to it. They don't even want to welcome you and invite you in the pulpit. Sit in the back somewhere and go back outdoors. That's how some ministers feel when they visit some churches. Personally, I don't visit churches when I'm not in attendance. (laughs) I stay at home and rest because I know there are a few of my friends I can go and visit with but a lot of these places in Winston-Salem I wouldn't dare cross their threshold because I know the behavior pattern and it's just like what John is saying to Gaius about the behavior of dial they feel like it's all about them it's all about me I'm the head Negro in charge everything has to come through me and I you know there are churches where you can't even get married unless the pastor gives you permission to get married Stories told a fellow, his uh, father passed away. And he went to the pastor and told the pastor that his father had passed and he needed permission to go to the funeral. And he told him, well, your office is so important. We need you here. You can't attend. That would have been my last session at that church. Amen. Whenever you become so bold to you try to take the position of God, there is something wrong with you god said this is my house and these are my people my flock and you're just a shepherd you just like them all i did was call you to lead. you have some of the same problems they got you go through the same things they go through your job is just to be a leader and to show forth what god is saying to them so that when they fall let them fall on their face but they'll go to god and get back up you're not to be the judge or the jury Your job is to what? Minister the word of God and let the word do the work. Let the Holy Spirit step in and minister where ministry needs. Let the Holy Spirit lead and guide them and bring them back to the fold, even if they stray away. When the time is right, God said, okay, time, come on back. Come on into the fold and let the people love on you a little bit. Come on into the fold and let them appreciate you a little bit. Come on into the fold and let them do some things for you that you need done for yourself. Verse number 8 in this chapter says, verse, I'm sorry, verse number 10. He says, Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he does, prating against us with malleous words, and not content therewith, neither do does he himself receive the brethren and forbid them that would, casting them out of the assembly." Now, this is the preacher, the leader of the church. And Paul was warning Gaius, he said, stay away from people like that. Because they're not in, have no interest in God. There are a lot of people running around here pretending that they are interested in the things of God. Pretending that they're interested in the body of Christ. There are wolves dressed up in sheep clothing. And talks about that. He said, the thief cometh but what for to steal, to kill, and to destroy? I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. He said, there are wolves among the sheep. And when the and when when the real threat comes, they're gonna take their tail and put it between their legs and run. Yeah. And leave the sheep feeling for themselves. God said, "You don't need a leader like that. You a leader got to stand up. He got to be bold. He got to stay. He got to be like a lion. He got to stand bold when it comes to the people of God. He got to be a one to protect, watch over, yeah. and make sure that people are not being mistreated and taken advantage of." People can't be walked on and walked over and mistreated. And you say, I'm the leader. I remember mean, one time we, was, we were going on a trip. i got to tell this story. The minister's deceased now. But we were going uh, to Charlotte for a service. And uh, I was driving for the pastor at that time. And the congregation had gone ahead of us. And matter of fact, we were going to the National Baptist Convention. I'm sorry, in, in um, Baltimore, Maryland. We were going up there, and the pastor. Uh, I was driving for him, and somehow or another, everybody got misplaced. And so some arrived on time, some arrived a little later. And we were the ones that arrived a little later. And so he asked for his room. And so he said, Well, the lady said, Well, there's no room in your name. And he says, Well, there's got to be any room in my name. And she says, Well, who are you? He says, Well, I'm the pastor. And she said, Well, what are you doing behind them? <laughs> You, if you're leading, you gotta be out front. You can't be behind. But the, the moral of the story is if you're gonna leave, leave. If you're not gonna leave, get your wind sit down. See, there's three places in God, boy. You can what? Leave, you can follow, or please get out of the way. <laughs> because you are a hindrance and God don't need a hindrance. Let's look a little bit of this a little bit more of this. He says this man cast the people out of the assembly. Verse 11 says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that does good is of God, but he that does not good has not what seen God. Then he goes to Demetrius. Demetrius was a fellow person, Christian that, uh, that no doubt had been met and made friends with with uh, John. And the scripture says that this man was a man of truth. This man was a man of righteousness. And he told Gale, he said, now, boy, get with this man. Spend time with this person. This is the person you need to spend the time with. You see, that Christian that's always doing what God says to do, always walking the walk, talking the talk, doing the things that he needs to do. He's not perfect, but he's showing a pattern of how you should follow Christ. That's the person you need to be with. Right. Yeah, so. Not the ones that are running around here saying one thing and doing 12 others. God says what? Say what you're going to do and do what you say. And let you and let it be the work and the will and the purpose of God in your life for God is the one in charge. He's the one that created all of us and made us for his will and for his purpose. This man, Diofries, was, was he was troubled. That's all he was. He was nothing but trouble and created problems for the church. The scripture tells us in uh, the book of John, the 10th chapter, Christ's sheep hear his voice and they follow him. And a stranger, verse 5 says... They will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. He said, if a person is not, if if you're not familiar, when people come in and start talking about God, it don't take you long for your spirit to pick up. You have that spirit of discernment. You will pick up on whether they're sincere or not in just a matter of seconds. It won't take long either. You'll say, nah, that's a devil right there. He's just acting like he's a Christian. And you've got those kind of people in God's house every day. See, the word tells us to... Keep the things of God forefront. Walk before God. Live before God. And allow the power and the presence of God to manifest. But most of all, he says if you are a child of God and a servant of God, allow the power and the presence of God to manifest and come through you. When you need to help somebody, reach out and help them. You need to give to somebody, go ahead and give to them. Don't wait till somebody asks you. If you see a need, go ahead and fulfill that need. You know, I ask you to. Do what you need to do in God's house. You don't need to be done. Just go ahead and be about it and do it. He said, be encouraged to do the things of God. Be encouraged to walk upright before God. Be encouraged to allow the power and the presence of God to manifest in you. He said, be encouraged. Don't allow the enemy to steal your joy. The devil will try to wreck everything you got going if you don't watch out you don't pay attention to what God's doing in your life and, and watch the things around you, the enemy will come in and sifle everything you've got. Yeah. What if the Bible says, he's just like a roaring lion, walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. That's the word. Job said, what? Job? Job? God was talking to him said, Satan, what you doing in this meeting? He said, well, I'm just walking to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. God said, have you considered Job? And then he let him have way with him. He wouldn't let him take his life, but he let him have way with him because Job felt like he didn't need. He couldn't he couldn't be touched. And sometimes we have to go through it. So God can what strengthen us trials brings strength, brings power, brings separation, brings saturation, brings all of the things that God, the sanctification of God. Sometimes these things come through your experiences. You have to go through. Sometimes you got to go through, but you come out as pure as gold. Have you been tried in the fire, somebody said. And the answer was yes. Why? Because they came out as pure gold after being tried in the furnace. There's a story that the word of God tells us about, about a prophet who had a very similar situation to what we're talking about in this particular book of 3 John. In the book of Kings. The scripture tells us in the 17th chapter of the book of Kings, we find that that Elijah the prophet had been out in the wilderness because he'd been out there, and the Arabs had been feeding him in the morning and feeding him in the evening, and he was drinking water from the brook. And they would feed him his meals, and he would drink from the brook. They would feed him his meals. He would drink from the brook. Well, the brook dried up, and when the brook dried up, he didn't have no more water, uh-huh. and, and he was very thirsty. And God spoke to him. He said, "Get up and go to Zarephath. There is a widow woman there that I want you to meet. She is going to take care of you." Now God's already got his servant ready and waiting. On Elijah, all he had to do was go there. He gets up, he goes to Zarephath, and he meets this woman at the well. This woman at this well knows he's coming, but she's still hesitant to do what she's supposed to do. So so she asked him, How can I help you? He says, Go bring me some water in a pitcher. And, and she turns to go get the water, and he says, And, and bring me one small whole cake, because I'm hungry. And she says, I don't have but one little cup of meal, and I'm going to, and a crucible, and I'm going to take that oil and make one more meal for me and my son, and we're going to eat it and die. And and Jeremiah said, I mean, and Isaiah said, uh, 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 the prophet said, don't worry about that. He said, but make it for me first. Bring it to me. So she goes in the house. She gets this prepared for Elijah. And, And once she's got it all prepared, he eats it. And when he eats it, she prepares for herself and her son. And the Bible says that once she fed the man of God and took care of his needs, the oil never ran out. The bread never stopped coming. In other words, every time she'd reach in the bow, there was more. So the blessings kept coming in, so she never had to worry about anything else. Every time she got ready to eat or to drink, she had it because what? She did what God said, take care of my servants, take care of the people that I've been to you, and as you do that, I'm going to continue to bless you. This woman continued to have blessing after blessing after blessing. The prosperity of her soul and her flesh and her child continued to manifest because she put her faith and trust in God first. She didn't have to feed the man of God. She trusted God. She didn't trust uh, Elijah. She knew Elijah was right because God had already told her he was coming. But her faith had to be in God over Elijah. And he just warned her, God, already done spoke to you, lady. Go in there and do what you're supposed to do and bring me the food. See, but, see, but when you reach out and bless God's people, he's going to always reach out and bless you. Don't, don't let the devil fool you in the bank. That's not so. Because there are so many truths about what God has done for people that just done a little bit. They're just done a little bit. Don't have to be like Dio Freese and be the one to thank you all of that and some more. Yes. Just be who you are. You know, be yourself. And when God speaks to your heart and say, do this for my people, do it. When God tells you to go forth, go. When God tells you to move, move. Whatever he says to you and speaks into your heart, that has to manifest. And when that manifests, the blessings of God will continue to come upon you. The things of God will continue to manifest in your life. And God will continue to give you peace, victory, and deliver. He tells us in this particular verse, he says, help those that need help. He says, do what is good and follow after that which is righteousness. Then he says, do it all from truth. The the word of God is truth. He says you shall know the truth in John 8.32. And the truth shall what? Set you free. Then he says have a good report among all men. Let our lives be such of the example that it's a good report. So people are going to talk about you. They talked about Christ. They're going to lie on you. They're going to make all kind of accusations. Falsely accuse you. But Christ says don't let your good be evil spoken of. But he says do all things With truth And finally he tells us Let the peace of God Cover you Let the peace of God be with you Don't raise Cain Just let the peace of God be with you Brother I can knock you out But I'm just going to walk in the peace of God I'm going to let the revelator himself Minister to me I'm going to let the apostle himself Tell me what God said I ought to do Even though you ain't doing what you ought to do What i need to say even though you ain't saying what you need to say so so i'm gonna step back and give this one to god you see like 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 this lady she said i'm gonna give it to god i'm gonna go fix you something because i know you're hungry i'm gonna bring you that water because i know you're thirsty but most of all i'm gonna trust the god that i serve that he will provide and that's exactly what god does every time god will provide you ever gave anybody something as soon as you give it to them you have it back Sometimes double or triple What you've given them God will bless you Just as fast Sometimes faster Than you can give it away If you've got a closed fist You can't get nothing in there But open it You can release And you can receive And that's what God Is saying to the church Release the things of God Help those that need help In the body of Christ And as you so do it God will bless you I Phone rang this morning There was a lady on the phone Trying or somebody on the phone Trying to figure out How to bring us some food See, God is blessing this ministry. God is moving in this ministry. But we have to be prepared. That's why I teach the way I teach and preach the way I preach. Because I want you prepared for when people start coming, Yes. they'll say, man, what an experience. Those people over there wowed. You ever heard that word? They wowed me. I was happy to sit in the congregation. I was glad. When well, the word says, when they said to me, let us go where? Mm-hmm. To the house of the Lord. People need to be glad to come to God's house. They don't need to be aggravated or worried. Oh, I'm going to church this morning, but I don't know what they're going to do to me. Come on. I don't know how they're going to receive me. I don't know what they're going to say about me. People go to church like that every Sunday. Every. To the same place. Yes, sir. It's like they are drawn to getting beat up. Drawn to being attacked by the enemy. See, like They're just drawn to things that are just not of God. That's going on in god's house but we have to be focused if we focus on christ this is all about christ that's why john wrote this he said this is about christ not about an individual person but the people of christ need to be in the right place so that the things of christ can manifest in the lives of his people whenever you talk about christ he said if i if i be lifted from the earth will draw all men unto me The pastor, not the prophet, the apostle, the bishop. It's about Christ and him crucified for all of us so that the world can see, get it right with God. Time is winding up. Say, Bishop, your pastor said that when he was nine years old. I'm going to say it today. Time is winding up. It's getting late in the evening. And the sun ain't going down. It's burning people up right now. People, I mean hundreds of people getting burned up by the heat in Texas and all those places out that way. It's so hot that it's, I told somebody the other day, I said, I walked in, I was just thinking, I said, you know, it's so hot out there, I think I saw the devil and all his friends running down the middle of the road. That's how hot it is. I mean it is a scorching heat. I mean it's just it's just like baker, oven baker heat. You turn on the oven and the heat, when you go out the door, the heat is so hot, it just feels like you're baking out there. The word of God tells us and shares with us, go forth and let Christ be the center of your life and allow him to use you to be a blessing to the people of God. Don't worry about how you're gonna make it. But when God speaks to your heart, just do what God says. Yes. And I promise you from experience, yes. he will provide every time. Amen. David said, I was young and I'm now old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. That's the word. And God said, before one jot of tittle in any wise from the word fell heaven and earth will pass away may god bless you this morning may heaven smile upon you let us stand for a word of prayer heavenly father we come this morning our Mm -hmm. yeshua our elohim to bless you to praise you to thank you for this message father we just ask you that you allow your love your hospitality your glorious power your manifestation of peace and love come forth in this ministry we pray for everyone under the sound of my voice now and ask you to just Touch their spirit and their heart and let this word go forth and accomplish that for which thou hast sinned. We thank you this morning for these that have assembled themselves in the place of worship, and we bless you and glorify and magnify your holy and righteous name. Be with us today and keep us, cover us in the blood of Christ as you or protect us in our homes, in our communities, in our cities. Most of all, have mercy on this country. Bless the leaders of this nation. Have mercy, Lord God, and just give us wisdom to seek trust and rely upon. Call upon you and follow you and your word, Father. We bless you through Christ, our Lord and Savior. These blessings we ask to decree and declare by faith. In Christ's mighty name we pray that all God's people say, Amen. 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 God bless you this morning.